Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, lots to catch up on as Sung J.M. charges to victory. At TPC Summerlin, the tour now stays in Vegas for the CJ Cup displaced from Korea due to COVID for the second straight year. So we'll get you a preview on a new golf course, uh, Summit Club, that we have not played on tour before, and let you know who we're backing on the gambling side this week. Then we'll catch you up on MHSAA Girls Golf Regional. Some local teams have made it through to the state finals, so we'll get you some scores and some recaps on that. And then we'll close it out heading over to the pitch and talking a little Petoskey High School boys soccer as they get ready for their tournament play. This is the Great Lakes Golf Podcast. Thank you for listening at the TicketNorthernMichigan.com on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. And if you're catching us Wednesday night on 1047 FM, 1340 AM, the ticket in Petoskey, or 937 FM, the ticket in Cadillac, you have us at the perfect time as we get ready to tee up the CJ Cup from Las Vegas. Let's go. Won a golf tournament this weekend. Or not really a golf tournament, a bonanza. The, we had our we had our strongman event at Bayview. The, the, you the were day, victorious, huh? The day after, yes. Um, the day after that, you and I played in that group on Saturday. We played on Sunday. It was it's where it's at Bayview. It's where all the pins are in uh, extremely hard spots, and John gets the greens rolling. <clears throat> Probably about twelve, a little bit, a little bit more. So it, it was it was really fun. Well, I'm night. glad to know the festivities on Saturday didn't ruin your golf game. What did you uh, What did you guys shoot on Sunday? Uh, we shot 67 with a four putt. So, I'll take four putt and a scramble. Four putt, eleven, and a scramble. Yes, we did. Um, now, come on, a minute. Where they put it on the little knob in the front left? Yeah, like middle, middle, middle backish left, I guess is. So we, um, mm-hmm. there were there were several holes that, uh, if you missed it, the ball would roll back to your feet. And I was actually I made more putts yesterday than than I had made all season, which is just which is just so ironic to think about because I just can't putt. But then you put me, it makes you think about it in such a different way where you're really not looking. More times than not, the hole is completely out of the picture as far as what you're looking at. Like you're really, it may really force you to pick a line and pick a spot and just kind of and trickle it in. But um, no, it was uh, it was so it would come back to your feet and we we struggled. We only had three players, so. We had to rotate who got the second shot, and we just could not, for the life of us, get the ball in the hole. But outside of that, we played pretty well. Well, that's fun. Always good to get a W. Yeah, I won. I won a. I won a pair of uh, two under boxers for hitting the closest to the pin at number ten. Should I know what that is? Uh, they're becoming more and more popular. They're just, they're like a they're like a boxer brief that Brian's had them in the shop now for a few years. But I was just at. The PJ Superstore, and they had a aisle full of them. They're, they're really counters. I certainly would never buy them with cash. They're too expensive. They're like twenty eight dollars a pair. I like laughed out loud when I when I opened up the packaging yesterday. You ever spent twenty dollars on a pair of underwear? No, <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. That does not sound up your alley. No, no, I get all my. I if it if it's if you have to buy it as a single pair, 
I automatically disqualify it as an option. <laughs> I specifically look at anything starting in a three pack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think bulk. It's very yeah, I mean, bucks. Really, if I had a Costco card, that's probably where I would buy my underwear. Maybe even my clothes too. Oh, you don't have a Costco card? I figured you, I know you passed one on your way down to Chicago or way up where you could make that real quick and easy. And I guess there's only three of you. It's not like you need. Oh, I'm sure I do pass dozens of them. And, and there's one in Travers. Yeah. Not to mention there's Costco's right here in the city too, but. Where do you guys shop then? I figured you have not Costco guys. Well, no, I just, I shop at a, yeah, we have a grocery store that's not too far from here. It's called Fresh Time. It's, I don't think it's in very many Michigan communities, but some stores in Wisconsin around here in the area. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Trader Joe's. Yeah, I was going to say, so I was wondering if that was comparable. With with better meat and produce. I do love Trader Joe's for like pantry and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, Trader Joe's is awesome. Trader Joe's could, could be more yeah. of a fan. Did you play any more golf after Saturday? Or were you just, you were limited to nine holes this weekend? No, and I realized when I was on the golf course, is this the second time I've, only the second time I've played since the Cook Cup? And both instances were nine holes or less. I mean, I really, I really struggled with my ball striking. And I was playing in a foreign bag, clubs I had never played. I mean, before. that's that's near impossible to perform with with foreign clubs. <laughs> so, I, duffed, so I, I duffed it off 16T, and Joey's like, I hate those tailor-made irons. And I was like, I don't think it's the tailor-made irons, dude. I hit the same club off 15T, and I flushed it. So <laughs> I think it has more to do with the uh, musician than the instrument. Yeah, I, yeah most likely. But I, I do... No offense to Tiller made, but I really don't like those irons either. Norm Norm plays them. He'll probably hear this and I'll, I'll feel bad, but I think I think there's some I think Callaway makes a lot better iron than than uh Taylor made, personally. personally. Norm, our thoughts are with you, dude. Hope you're feeling better. Yes, they are. All right. All right, do you want to start with local stuff or do you wanna go do you wanna talk about this the festivities, the Vegas uh let's, Summerland. Let's talk about Sunday. the uh Vegas. Sung Jae-in with the solid head on his shoulders emerges. Kept, I guess, the whole traveling with your parents and pays off when you're at an event in Vegas. You're probably not going to be at the craps table at 4 a.m. It Was that the case? He was with his, uh, he was traveling with his parents? Or does he, tra- he travels with his parents? Yeah, I think he pretty much always has. Based on the intel that I've gotten. They did ask him about, he just uh moved to Atlanta. I asked a couple people where did he live before that? And they're like, oh, he never moved. This is his first stateside residence. <laughs> he never needed He's a place lived to live. Out of hotels this whole time. That's part of the reason why he plays every event. He has nowhere else to go. <laughs> I mean that not in like a Obviously, he's not destitute. I just mean he had no home other than home home in Korea. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. I was like, how did I not know this? And it made perfect sense. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't mean to get into that without your permission. I don't know where you want to, you want to start. I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about Sungjae. 
Yeah, no, um, I, I'm I'm fine starting there. I think uh, I think Sung Jay deserves some praise after. I mean, uh, 23 years old. He is 23 years old. I think people, uh, quite frankly, forget that given the fact he's been on tour since 2017 now, and that was his 100th career start. Just to put it in perspective, I had to look yesterday because we always joke about Patrick Cantley being a being a part time golfer. Uh, Patrick is 29 years old, going on 30. And Patrick has only played in 121 events, and Sung Jay has played in a hundred, and he's not 24 until next spring. It is absolutely, it is remarkable how much golf this guy plays. Uh, he is two full years younger than Will Zalatoris. Uh, he won in his on his 50th start, and this was actually his 100th career start. So. Uh, I think this is There's something beautiful in that symmetry. Isn't uh, it? It's surely he didn't know that, but somehow an Ironman winning his, you know, the Ironman of the PGA Tour set the record for most birdies in a season last year. You know, that winning in his 50th and then 100th event in his whatever it is, fourth full season, third full season on tour. I think third full season on tour because of the condensed. Uh, can that be? It's either the third or the fourth. But anyway, just uh, I, I yeah, I saw it's like the most Sung Jay thing ever. And then to shoot to just like you know, he's, he's been playing solid. And you know, like we looked at him last week on the pod, and we we're digging into the numbers on Fancy National, and it's just like, man, the irons just. And then all of a sudden, the irons kind of come back, and the putting drops off, and probably should have known that that money I invested at in Hideki at almost the same number probably should have gone to Sungjae because he's a little bit closer than Hideki to uh to breaking through Hideki obviously like Brooks made the cut and then uh struggled actually had it after a hot start but you see what happens and what we talk about with it really only has to come together for one or two days he it comes together for him on Sunday and he, you know, comes through with nine under and he's just, I mean, his irons were absolutely locked in on Sunday. And then he obviously made the putts that he needed to also to win by, did it end up being five? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, uh, I think it was five and, and then just following up on his, his... not very many guys win golf tournaments by five strokes. No, I think it's worth pointing out that that he just lapped everybody on Sunday and that's what's in him when he puts it together. Some guys, when they put it all together, they can win by one or two. They can win in a playoff. When he puts it together, he can, you know, he can all of a sudden look like one of the, you know, better best players in the world. Really? I mean, not, not the top handful, but he's right there in that second tier. So had it really not a great, season last year so it's a night it's a reminder of just how good he is and of why people in the gambling community in particular are probably higher on him than the general public you know this is a guy that came out on the corn ferry and just immediately started winning won the first event of the year and then had i think another win and a couple seconds in the first couple months of the corn ferry tour season the year that he uh was the points leader and graduated to the PGA tour. So this is, he's been this good for quite some time. And 
actually, it's kind of hard to believe it's only his second win. It, well, exactly. And that's where I, I, I love the symmetry of it all, but I really hope that's not the case moving forward. I, I mean, I imagine he will get his next win sooner than his next 50 starts, I hope. Um, just he for, might win this week. Might, he might. He probably didn't have to. He's probably staying in the same hotel. Probably. I am. <laughs> Brian Matchett, he, he, I imagine he probably is. This is the most he's felt at home. Like, did he go to back to Atlanta? I doubt it. He probably just stayed right where he is. I mean, they're back in the. Yeah, I think they're. Like, I don't know how far these two golf courses are from each other. I have had ten minutes seen some people out there in the gambling community. Ten minutes, yeah. and they're compare. They say these golf courses aren't that different. No, so whatever. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, just, just furthermore, I'm be backing him to win two in a row, but I won't be surprised if I use him in DraftKings this week. Oh, exactly. And so since, so I do think he's been on tour since 2017. So Golf Digest tweeted this out yesterday, which I thought was just absolutely uh, some some insane numbers from from Sung Jae since he's been on tour since 2017. Uh, he is first in events events yeah, events played with uh, 100, uh, first in rounds played with 342, first in birdies with 1413. First in rounds under par with 223. First in rounds in the 60s with 181. First in rounds of 67 or less with 86. And second Eagles with 41 since 2017. So, I mean, he's, 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 <laughs> he's been there this whole time. I mean, he, is, he, doesn't, he doesn't miss many events. And you always, I think part of me worries about the longevity of it all, but his swing is so like fluid and, and, and seems like very reputable that like, I don't really think he has much to worry about. I mean, he can play. I think he can play as much golf he wants. I don't know if fluid. Yeah. I don't see his body breaking down, but fluid is not. Fluid's not the problem. Right um, he looks like he's swinging a freaking can opener on the, I, I don't even lose shovel on the way back, but that every time I watch him, I think to myself, Peter, you could really stand to slow your takeaway a little bit. You know, if he can go that slow and hit it that well, you could probably slow down. It's a little herky-jerky on the way back, but, man, you're right that it's very safe and stress-free on his body and super repeatable. Yeah, I, I think for as as slow as I would make my takeaway, it would just be that much faster on my downswing. <laughs> I, would, I would not be able to level the two out properly. <laughs> <laughs> It would end up just being an absolute mess. Uh, any you want to? I mean, might as well Matt mention uh, Matt Wolf. Looks like he is he just gonna put that on a calendar for next year? We're gonna bet on Matt Wolf top five. One, yeah, one, I one said to myself of the year. as he put it out. No, that's not the only one. Don't forget the three M. Oh yeah, and I do think the rocket maybe is he. You know, is it? There's there's a few. It's got to be a birdie fest. It's got to allow for ball striking errors along the way. You see, he has some wild shots in him with the fact that he had to pitch out a couple times on, you know, he had to waste a few strokes on Sunday, but um, yeah, there's been, there's been kind of a little bit of a, within the vacuum that is golf Twitter, there's been some, I thought unfairly harsh words directed at, Matthew Wolf, and I understand he may not be one of the more popular players on tour, but in terms of his potential and his ability, it's pretty hard to dismiss a uh, 
a player that young who's already won on tour and now has two seconds at the same venue. I think he has another second or a third. He's a uh, second at the U.S. Open. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So, again, a golf course where you could get away with some misses on the with the driver, uh, provided you were long enough. So, yeah, I still really like for on the gambling side. I like him in certain events. I I didn't quite pull the trigger on him, you know, this week, but I played a ton of them in DraftKings, and that was it was one of my better plays for the week. So. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for him, aren't you? Yeah, no, no. I, I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever became a uh, anti Matt Wolf by by any means. I think he's um, kind of one of those four or five really good young players that that was kind of dubbed in that group of five with with Colin and and Victor and a couple other guys that were supposed to kind of lead this charge for the younger generation. I think maybe he just got a little over his skis for a little bit, and that's nothing. I mean that's nothing to be ashamed of. So I think he seems like he's got it, got it somewhat uh, figured out more than what obviously what it was a year ago at at this time, where maybe he wasn't quite as sure of. I mean it seems like obviously he he knew he had the ability because I think at this point he well obviously he had already won. Um, I think he just needed a, the self confidence, which it sounds like he's worked on for the last year. So I, I'm not uh, I'm not too concerned about about Matt Wolf. I think he'll obviously he's got the skill. You texted me on uh was that Friday about Adam Shank. Were you just were you an anti Adam Shank fan this weekend? I for as many weeks as you rooted for him. My sincerest apologies to the to the Shank family and Adam himself because part of me couldn't help wishing <laughs> You're wishing that so much ill just on Adam like, this week. Please don't let this happen now. Like <laughs> I had been all over this dude, touting him so hard for two months, <laughs> and I finally got off him after he burned me twice, Napa and and uh, Jackson, and then zoop right to the le- top of the leaderboard on Thursday, and I just my head was in my hands for three days and my you know my eyes were half open watching the golf tournament thinking please 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 don't let me miss this because i really <laughs> you texted I'm, me I'm, dear god anybody but shank <laughs> 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 and that was that was thursday morning <laughs> probably se- that 70 percent of the field probably hadn't even played like four probably hadn't even played like three holes yet because it was a West Coast event. This was at eleven thirty East Coast time. <laughs> he was probably yeah, only like when, four holes onto the golf course. Well, you saw in some ways I was vindicated by that because yeah, he's, if he comes out and he's playing well, it doesn't you know normally he stays up like he's gonna be in one of the last groups on Sunday because he's done that now like I think three times in the past you know maybe three or four months. So he's a fast starter and he likes to stick around. And I do think he's getting that Sunday experience that he needs to be able to break through soon. I thought that his best opportunities were, you know, I guess are tournaments that have now passed us by. So I don't know that I'm going to be riding him again, but boy, I'm just going to have to keep a close eye on him because I can't allow myself 
given how invested I've been to get burned by this guy. Yeah, no, I, uh, you I hear you. When you back a guy and back a guy and back a guy, you don't want to miss the first one because once you're a winner, you are just your price and meaning you have a victory. You're, you're with the exception of some guys, you're priced diff- differently. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, I like Shank at 100. I, lo- I like him at 70 to 125 when he's going to be when he wins and then he's down in the forties and fifties, I'm not going to be betting him. So maybe that's silly on my part, but yeah, I dodged a bullet. Happy to dodge the shank bullet and congratulations to him on another great week. You're playing phenomenal golf and we, you know, there's a lot of us out, out here noticing it for sure. We have a winner. You are the official winners. My strategy was simply to win. I helped them to learn how to, to win. And God doesn't want you to win this competition. <laughs> they give them a chance to win some money. Well, I think, first of all, I think they're both winners. To call this a no-win situation is the understatement of the year. Winner.com. That's why you listen to this podcast. Did uh, did your Chilean, um, did you have top 40s on your Chileans? Yeah, they, it was a pile of crap. They, they both finished top 40. They finished 40th place. I'm looking at it right now. I didn't bet the top 40. Oh, well, Hunter, no. thank you for bringing that up. I bet the top 20s. Well, those- I've gotten a little gotten a little greedy of late. I don't want to be overly critical of myself, but uh, I do deserve some criticism for getting a little greedy. Getting a little greedy. Read to top 20. That was a little bit of a greedy bet. Siwoo to top 20. That was a little bit of a, a, a greedy bet. I really thought Mito and Neiman would play better and were priced well, but misses all around on that one. I was, I, I thought, don't know why. I thought I was going to get bailed out by having a Gooch top 20. And then I realized, oh, you never clicked that, Peter, even though you touted him. So didn't you mention um, uh, par- uh, Party Marty too? I, th- I thought that was last week that you mentioned Party Marty. He finished tied 11th. Yeah, he's a horse for course there. I mean, he's defending champ. Yeah. So I'm sure he got mentioned. I didn't play him. I didn't bet him or play him in DraftKings. So, yeah, I'm going to use a little slightly different strategy. Obviously, this event's much, much harder to bet because it's a no cut. But uh, we might uh, tighten it up a little bit here this week. That's uh, you know, sometimes you gotta do that. You got at the end of the day, you gotta remember we're betting responsibly. When, yeah, when it's all said yeah. and done. No, we like to win, but we never bet enough that losing actually matters. Speaking of which, do you want to go to the CJ Cup? Yeah, yeah, I, I do actually. I want to know what you know about uh, about this course. You know anything about Summit? I know that Morikawa is a member. I know that McNeely's a member. You stole my. I know you stole my two fun Mc... fact tidbits that we're gonna. Sorry about that. I know McNeely's low score is sixty-one. I know that Colin has his low score on the course is sixty-two. I know from what I've seen from other gamblers' analysis that the course is short. It gets out to 74.50 in total yardage, yardage, but again, we're 10 minutes away from where we were last week in Vegas in the desert, which makes it much shorter. So I actually think the golf course is going to play really, really, you know, pretty short. I know it's bent grass greens. Sounds like there's consensus in the gambling community 
to emphasize bent grass putting and approach. Sounds like the fairways are easier to hit than the average fairways on tour. So I think those are all interesting things to know from a gambling standpoint, even though the yardage is out in the 7,400 range, it's really going to play two or 300 yards shorter than that. Also, the ball doesn't curve as much in the desert air. So that makes fairways easier to hit and greens easier to hit. So to some extent, this will be a putting contest like it was last week at, at Summerlin. Um, the Orin, you know, really irons and, uh, and putting. I don't think you can really, sounds like you can't really dominate this golf course with your driver. However, I will say there are several drivable par fours out here, including hole one and another par four in the first seven holes. I have seen some guys who have more intel on this golf course than I do postulate that players could be seven under through seven holes on this golf course, two drivable, two drivable fours, two reachable fives, two short threes in the first seven holes. So it'll be critical to get off to a good start. And, you know, makes me wonder why are we emphasizing approach so much if the par fives and drivable par fours are going to be important and Eagles are going to be flowing here. You know, that speaks to players. Generally speaking, a, a longer player will make more Eagles than, uh, than a shorter player. So that's kind of what I know about the golf course. Birdie fest, short course. I'm going to look at, I think bent grass putting is interesting to look at. And then I'm just looking at lead in form. Um, and then I may, you know, favor some guys that play better, seem to play better in the desert than others, but, or are really, really hot with approach. But if you're ball striking it good here uh, and you can putt bent grass, then I think you're a candidate to, uh, to be looked at. I do. I think it's, you know, most people are going to, many, many people are going to start their card with Kalm or Kawa because of the membership, because he looked healthy and good at the Ryder cup. I think he's going to get a ton of, he's going to be touted big time. And he's going to be the most popular player you see on, uh, on betting cards this week. So he's kind of the starting point here. And then I think DJ is probably going to get a lot of love too, and probably be fairly high owned despite his top tier price tag uh, in DraftKings. Yeah, I have I have DJ at plus twelve hundred. Get out of here, him him and Zan- oh oh actually yes. Uh, the one thing that we do have to I do have to mention we would we would be remiss if we did not bet Xander. Because you told me last time that Xander was playing in a limited field, no cut event, we had to bet him. So even though he's at plus twelve hundred, I'm gonna bet Xander. I think. Well, I think I have to. I. That was the rule. We made the rule. Yeah, I hate making rules because then I see the price and I'm like, what? Yeah, because it but is. But I'm gonna. It's a no cut limited field event. I, if it was plus two hundred, I think we'd have to take it. In my research that I did last night. And the stuff that I read that like Andy Lack put out there and PGA Tao and some of the other guys that are, you know, really good at this and have had some good success lately. Like everything is coming up Xander. The bent grass putting, the emphasis on approach, 
He obviously can handle these drivable par fours, these reachable fives. Uh, you know, he's, he's straighter than most off the tee. And if it's a bent grass putting contest, then, you know, it's really hard not to like him. But 12 to 1 is just absolutely brutal number in a golf tournament. It's like... Especially it's like ridiculous golf, to see him tournament. priced as the second favorite here. Like it's really, it's an interesting discussion because I think he's, I think he has a great chance this week. I really like him. And you, I hardly ever bet Xander, but I just don't know what to do with 12 to one. You know, I might wait, I might wait, I might save a bullet or I might look at this plus 275 to that's still so short though. Plus two seventy five to top five, just is really hard to. Uh, with 50, really with hard to back two of the top sixty players in the world at this event on a putting contest. This is not like they're going and playing a really really hard golf course where, you know, when the first ranked player in the world is going to look much better than the fiftieth ranked player. The, you know, Mark Leishman can come in here and win this golf tournament because he's just blazing hot with his putter. And having some really good form because, it, you know, somebody might get to 20 under, 21 under something, 22 under something like that, just like at Summerlin. So that really opens it up. So you're backing Xander. You're all in on that. Uh, I mean, I, I just think, I like I said, I think we'd be so silly not to because that's, that's all you've talked about is when Xander's playing in a limited field event, no cut, you have to bet him because that's the only event he wins. Only events he wins. Events plural because he's done it multiple times. Yeah, he has a great record. <laughs> hard, hard to deny. Uh, so, Who else are you looking at? And then I, I, I think that might be my one outright. And then I'm gonna go. I do. I took Maverick, Maverick McNeely to, uh, to top twenty was plus two hundred. Uh, given his membership, uh, Peter mentioned the. I think he has the course record is sixty one by by Maverick. Um, so obviously he has some uh, experience at this golf course. I also have um, Kevin Na is is plus one seventy five to top twenty. Um, similar to what Peter mentioned about form, uh, I think Kevin was obviously in really good form for the playoffs. I think I'm hoping this little break that he's been on won't won't affect him too much. Obviously, um, we all we all know how good of a putter uh, Kevin can be. And then I have yeah. There's the I was gonna say there's the bent grass. Yeah, exactly. And then I like have fifth in the last hundred rounds on on bent grass. And obviously, he's a good putter on any surface. So at a birdie fest in the desert, I get it. That number that number seems short, but I get it. He's playing good. I think every everything looks short right now. I don't know what I mean. It I really I, does. I can't even brutal numbers. The the plus the twelve hundred for plus twelve hundred for Xander is just crazy. Um, and then I, and then I also have uh, Charlie Hoffman top twenty for plus one ninety. Um, you can't quit Charlie Hoffman. No, he's like a bad drug. I can't. I won't. He's <laughs> between between him. If I'm not if I'm not standing there with my hand ready to collect when Victor Hovland gets his first PJ Tour win and Charlie Hoffman wins again, I'm gonna be so mad. Or at least I won't. I want to necessarily collect the outright, but I need to at least have something on those guys when they when they have successful like top five, top ten finishes. Charlie, Charlie, I like Charlie. I love Charlie actually. Clearly, because I bet him like every single week. Yes, yes. You and I both spend an inordinate amount of time talking about him, which is 
we we might just be... as I finally concluded last week and resolved that I was not gonna. He was like when him and Shank, I was just like, what what cruel sort of trick is being played on me right now that I finally get off of these guys the week that they pop. But yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes. I'd be, t- the, I'd be tempted uh, to say that we are the biggest Charlie Hoffman podcast in the country. He should probably come on. <laughs> we, I guarantee we say Charlie Hoffman's name more than any other audio source in this country. Have to. Just have to. <laughs> Including PGA Tour Radio, which is on 24 <laughs> hours a day. Okay. So you're on Shoffley. I, I'm going to... You're on the finishing position. And then what was the last one? Uh, also on Charlie Hoffman finished position. And then Kevin Na. At plus one seventy five, I don't. Uh, that number, number that number is is really low, but I do love Kevin Da on this event. I think he's he's a Vegas guy, isn't he? I I would, I feel like now I'm now I'm just kind of um, rambling, but I swear he's from Vegas. I think he's from California, but I could be or, wrong about that. You can you can yeah, you can look that up for a minute because I have some things to talk about once we get into the. <laughs> I, I, I'm ready for the, I'm ready again for the long shots, dude. I'm just, as I say, I'm going to tighten it up and ready to burn some money. Um, like I said, I think this golf course does open up some opportunities for somebody to win with their putter. And I do think there will be, you'll look at the leaderboard and there'll be a lot of chalk and a lot of great players who play well here, but there will also be a few surprises in there. And I want my, my betting card to reflect that. If you look at the approach, you look at bent grass putting, you look at lead in form. One of the guys that continues to stand out, I mentioned Leishman already, but the other guy is Gooch and he's in these mid sixties. Now this is a short number, 65 to one for Taylor Gooch to win a golf tournament like this. I would, but, say, I would say so. But it's hard to deny the form. And obviously, he is priced the same as Patrick Reed, which everyone in the gambling community is trying to wrap their head around Patrick Reed being 65 to 1 and what the hell to do with that. And that includes myself, especially since I bet him last week when he was at a shorter number. <laughs> and... uh on a golf in a weaker field. Um, but Gooch, I can't quit Gooch this week because the form is too good. Played well again last week. This should set up well for him again. He can really hit it close with his irons. His irons have been really good and he's better on, you know, bent grass is one of his better surfaces with the flat stick. So I, like I said, I think he's one of the guys that might be a surprise, like a Leishman, like a McNeely, like you said, maybe not a surprise to insiders because we know about his membership and he does have some good lead in form. But these are some of the guys that I think um, might pop. So if you want to ride with me on those, I will be invested in Taylor Gooch in some fashion, maybe as much to top 10 at plus 500. Um, but likely to top 20. Um, I think I'll probably roll with you on McNeely, even though they're giving us a really, really short number this week. 
so those those guys to me are are really interesting and then i'm gonna give this out just because (laughs) i probably shouldn't but i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i'm gonna bet hudson swafford this week to uh to win i'm not exactly sure yet how i'm gonna how i'm gonna invest in him but his numbers in those categories we talked about, like the bent grass putting approach, uh, obviously a really volatile player, which from a gambling perspective, you got to love. He's got some of the longest odds to top 20 in this whole field. Okay. Um, plus 700 right now. This is a guy that has his moments throughout the season every year. A no-cut event frees up Hudson Swafford to play more aggressively, play to his strengths. Hell of a ball striker. Not a good short game player. But these fairways are easier to hit than average. Most guys are going to be on the green in regulation. And he's better on bent grass than he is on other surfaces, which I was surprised to learn. But And he's good in the desert. So like I said, I would look at some of the Desert comps, are you good in the thinner air? Um, Do you like the look of desert golf? I do think that's to some degree relevant here. And he just stands out to me as being uh, potentially nice value here. So that's, I mean, that's a bit of a reach, but we're talking about 250 to one to win this golf tournament. Um, I'll probably put a penny or something on that. And then I'll probably back that with uh, top 20 or, or, or something in that kind of neighborhood because I do think he has a chance to pop. And then, so, you know, I'll be in unfinishing position for Gooch, probably for Leishman, um, probably for McNeely. I like all those guys in that range. I'm going to outright Hudson Swafford for fun. And after that, I really, you know, I really like JT. I really like Xander and I really like Colin. I just don't know if and how I will invest in those guys. I just have to sort of continue to sort it out in my mind as we get closer to the tee times. But um, that's kind of where I am right now. Kind of ironic that Hudson Swafford is is really good on bent grass and, and plays well in the desert when he's from Florida. Like south, I know, I south, southeast, I know. southeastern boy. <laughs> I know. I, I, and, uh, <clears throat> it makes makes a little sense, but I believe you. I, I could see him. Uh, he is so volatile, though. You just never, you, you never know which uh, which Hudson you're going to get for that day or that week. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And it's he has high numbers in him, but I don't. It see it sounds like guys aren't going to be making too many doubles and triples out here. It sounds like it's hard to get it out, you know, so far out of play that you're, you know, I think it's going to be a, just a lot of low scoring. It's going to feel like a shootout. It's going to feel very similar to uh, to last week. So, um, and then no cut events, you know, that's the time to get on a volatile player. Let me ask you this. How do we feel about 
Harold Varner III this week. Um, Took a week off to for the birth of Harold Varner IV. Oh. Congratulations to Harold and his wife. Gotta be riding high. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Super fun guy. He has great lead-in form. Again, a volatile player. He's $7,300 on DraftKings, so I'm all in on that. But birdie fest, easy on the miss hits with the driver, possible to win with your approach, which again, like he's a very kind of similar player to Taylor Gooch in a lot of ways, and that these guys are just really, really just can dial it in with their irons. Um, and we have seen Varner compete in really good fields. He's another guy that's priced probably lower than he should be which makes me think that the books are protecting themselves against, I think they're the guys that really kind of stand out as being protected against it. That look like, and the books worried about these guys are Leishman, Gooch and Varner. And I love Varner and DraftKings, but I'm wondering, do you have a take on his ability? I know you're a big coming off the birth of the child I, I am. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because because this is this isn't fair what you're doing now because you you kind of you kind of put your flag on the ground against having a kid and then playing well. So now you're trying to use this like like he's gonna like that's gonna help him now. I I had that take, not you. You can't. Okay. Can't well, I'm allowing you. I'm allowing you to go ahead and you I'm, know take advantage <laughs> of that perspective here because I'm letting you know that Harold Varner the fourth. It was just born. That's why Harry. T- that's why he took the week off. So, right. So I'm probably. I'm. I mean, John Rahm. This guy this week, sixty-five to one. Uh there. I mean, I, I. I don't care. I don't care how 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 strong the 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 play is after a child take really is. I'm not taking Harold Var one hundred eighty-eight or plus one eighty-eight to top twenty. I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna I'm, I mean. I'm not gonna outright him. <laughs> All I can okay. think about when I'm like when I'm like have I'm hovering over Harold Varner's name is him duffing that three wood at the Genesis like three years ago. Though. I know, but he was <laughs> in the last he's in the last group. And then he duffed at it. one of the best <laughs> events of the year. What what place did he finish that day? Because I don't know if he would have catched a top twenty. He shot like he may have shot an eighty-one or an eighty-two. I don't remember. I what? think ribs apart seventy. Is it? I don't know. But what? He, what year was that? Was that things fell apart for him a little bit there? That happens, Hunter. This is what you can't do as a gambler. You can't say I've seen him play badly on Sundays and blow it. It's like, yeah, most guys play bad on Sundays and blow it. At least once twice three times before they win you can't get off them because they get into contention and and don't quite pull it off not everybody is Kyle Morikawa so it the fact that he can get there is the sign to me that he can do it in the big field I'm not so worried about the fact that he hasn't done it in the past I'm glad I get the number that I do I'm glad he hasn't done it in the past because I still have the chance to hit it Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> I I totally agree. 
And it just goes to show my, my sense of time is so is, is so wrong. This, this only happened last year, 2020. Genesis. I thought this was like four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay, there's one other player that we just have to talk about because I can't believe, I guess you're you're scared off like you've had enough, but isn't this, you were just on Hovland last week, right? Mm-hmm. This course seems like it would be good for him. Again, if it ends up being approach and a hot putter, I know he's not known for a hot putter, but like you said last week, I just think he's going to hit it so close that it won't matter. And that's what Sungjae did. And then he, you know, he got the hot, he got enough, he got hot enough with the putter to make it happen. Are you just think this is too much of a birdie fest for Hovland? But you finally, you finally get a, like a halfway decent number on this guy in a no cut event. I don't know. Feels uh, like it, it doesn't doesn't feels feel like it. this feels like a time that might be to strike twenty eight to one. You got better odds than I do. He's only, he's the he's the fifth shortest on my board. Huh? Yeah. Fanduel. Uh, uh, six six shortest. Sorry. But yes. Fanduel. No barstool. <laughs> Um, oh, well, that's interesting. That it, is interesting. It is. I, that's I, interesting to note. I do think, I do think that a a very hard golf course favors Victor a lot more, like far far and away more than something a course like this because he does strike his driver. So he's never going to be in. Tr- he's never going to be in a load of trouble. He hits it too well, but if he's just not making those putts, like. I think he can hit it close enough to make to make a ton of birdies, but when the winning score is, I imagine it'll be twenty. I mean, Las Vegas weather, golf's track is just so gorgeous that it's going to be like seventy and no wind all four days. I mean, it's just so you you. I, I do get worried if the number is like low twenties, but I don't know. We still got two days to figure out. But I twenty two to one scares me a little bit. I got. I mean, we got. Uh, I got Sung Jay's at twenty five, Lou's at twenty five, Tony's at twenty eight, Brooks at twenty eight, Sky's at twenty eight. There's guys that, not necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily take over Victor, but I would. I would put kind of in the same category where I think that Victor should be. I guess you have it at twenty eight, but that's where I would. You click it at twenty eight if you got twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a sucker for Victor. Yeah, I probably would click. It. I probably I'll probably click it at twenty two before Sun goes. Down I will Wednesday. say that. You can tell that I'm struggling right now because I am actually considering Xander at 12 and Hovland at 28. That's how. That's where we've. That's what we've come to here with my losses of late. But I really think that even at the numbers, these guys deserve consideration, and maybe even Hovland at 22 deserves consideration. I really think maybe he's a DraftKings play. I think people are going to get off of him. I think he was very popular last week. And this might end up being a better week for him. And I don't think people are going to be on him just because they soured on him from last week. So I just, I just find him interesting and worth discussion. And then finally, I know this will sound weird. It's desert golf missed the cut on the number last week. It just ruined an absolutely amazing DraftKings lineup that I had, you know, who puts bent grass like a mother. Uh, Pat Perez. Webb Simpson. Oh, 
See, that's another and one. And Webb doesn't is, make any sense either. The odds are just retreating on him. He's out to 40 now to win. Again, another player who was popular last week. He's a horse at Summerlin. So there's, you know, the setup, the short, the desert air, the emphasis on irons, bentgrass putting, putting contest, a lot under par. There's a lot of things that work in Webb's favor here. And all of a sudden he's priced nicely, you know, like he's plus 130 to top 20. Don't be surprised at all if Webb has a good week. And I do think he presents some value, whether that's in a finishing position market or DraftKings or outright. If you're really on him when you think for, you know, 40 to one is a nice number for Webb Simpson, just a good player. What and a winner. So uh, I probably won't be on the outright, but I will definitely consider him for finishing position and I'll be playing him in DraftKings. Yeah, that's you can a- see kind of like the build. You can build a Morikawa, Hovland, Simpson, Swafford. These are all guys that just hit it straight and are good with their irons. So you can build, you know, uh, stories that way through your DraftKings and your and your and your betting cards. And then you can also build some you can get wacky and build some Leishman Varner Gooch lineups and go ahead and play Xander and Justin Thomas in those lineups where you're kind of like stars and scrubbing it. Yeah, there's uh lots of ways to skin a cap. Problem is, I like too many guys this this week, so I gotta I gotta narrow this down before I start clicking. You do it, but you did just you did just list off a slew of like twenty guys. That's well, awesome. I, I, I think it's more like I think it's more like ten, but that's good. You start with ten guys that you're like, I think these guys are are gonna have good weeks. You can you can build a nice, tight, efficient betting card out of you know if I narrow that down by maybe half well so much for freaking, tightening, so much for tightening it up freaking xander when i'm on xander something weird something something weird in the water but like custom models it's like boy here we go again limited field and all and it's not only that but it looks like a great course for him sure does it's going to be hard not to get invested in him in some fashion. All right, well, should we talk about local golf? Yeah, let's uh, let's finish up with with local golf. So, <clears throat> uh, the the big stories from the the past week were uh, the regional play for the for the girls high school golf took place uh, with. State finals taking place uh, this upcoming weekend. The Petoskey girls did um, advance to the state finals. They finished uh, second place at regionals. They played down nice. at Saginaw Valley Public Golf Course. Uh, looks like they had a, they struggled with a little bit of rain on. It was supposed to be on last Monday, uh, rained out. It was supposed to be on Tuesday, also rained out. So they ended up playing on Wednesday. They finished uh, with a score of 395, which was 20 shots behind the champion, uh, Midland Dow. So and just some scores from uh, from that event. 
Um, Auburn, I guess Midland Dow's, Midland Dow's pretty. When you win a regional by twenty strokes, you're probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, yeah. It looks like there was there were some scores. Uh, I'll I'll get to it here in a second, but uh, just the overall the whatever it is the eighteen teams that make it to uh, the finals for each region. It looks like there were some some mid some low like three thirties three forties. So there are some some teams that are quite a bit better than than Midland Down Petoskey, but who knows? Just over over two days, anything could happen. So uh, well, they're playing at different they're playing at different sites. You never know. Exactly. You never know. Yeah. yeah. No. Very 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 good point. So just some scores from uh, the Petoskey lineup. Uh, Aubrey Aubrey Williams led the team with a score of ninety two, which placed her fourth overall. Uh, Marley Spence. Who actually I actually played with Marley's dad on Saturday. Tyler shot ninety nine, good for ninth overall. Uh, Laura Pollock, who's also a member at the Country Club, shot a hundred. Uh, Lara Novinsky shot a hundred and four, and Sophia Gardner shot a hundred and fourteen. And the champion of uh, that regional was Abby Wilson of Midland Dow, shot eighty five. So congratulations uh, to. Toski girls for finishing second, and they are playing at. I'm not sure if you ever played it, Peter uh, Bedford Valley down in Battle Creek. Oh, yeah, I have played there. There used to be some kind of a state junior amateur tournament down there that I qualified for and played in. I can't remember. Gosh, that was so long ago, but yeah, as I re- remember it, that was a long time ago, but. Country club style, but kind of open, forgiving off the tee, and then gets tougher around the greens. And then there's some really kind of it's there's some it's a good mix of holes because I remember some holes are kind of open as you're up by the clubhouse and the pro shop, and then you do go back in the woods a little bit and it gets a little tighter. Good site though, yeah. And then uh, one more just from uh, from the Division Three girls, Lower Peninsula uh, Regionals. Sheboygan also qualified. I guess I don't know if they – they did not – yes, they, they did qualify for uh, for the states. Uh, PJ Maybank's sister plays on the team. Uh, she's a sophomore. Katie, she was the, the leader on the team with a score of 92. Uh, Jenna Weber shot 94. Ella – uh, Kosanki shot 104, Emily Clark shot 113, and uh, Mabel Stiberski shot 135. So best of luck to uh, Sheboygan. They are playing. It is at uh, Forest Acres West. So the what I what I I think everyone would agree is the the harder of the two, mm-hmm, the better of the sure. two, better of the two. Mm-hmm. And then well, be, yeah. That's congratulations to both of those teams. Yeah, so we will. Uh, I will uh, update you guys on um, the scores for that uh, next episode, and then uh, also not golf related, but Petoskey related. Um, the boys' soccer team is a wagon this year, and I never, re- I didn't realize that until like last night. But they are their district start next week, and they're they only have two losses this season. Uh, I think this is probably their best chance to win state since 2008, which is exciting. I'm, I'm definitely going to go to a couple of the games if they uh, continue to play well. Yeah, I was actually fortunate enough to see them play an early game uh, this season. They played Leland, 
uh, there was a tournament going on over at the stadium and, uh, that was back. That was in late August. That must've been the very beginning mm-hmm. of their season, I think, but they, you know, cut through Leland, like a warm knife through butter and Leland was coming. I know it's a smaller school, but, um, they were coming off a really good year. And, uh, that was kind of a, sign of things to come if you will for Petoskey so that's really exciting to see them have that opportunity when do they do you know not to put you on the spot when do they play next yeah so they actually um so they have a buy uh they kind of got screwed actually so they're they're the first seed for their district but they aren't going to get a home game so they're actually waiting to see who wins between I want to say it's it's Gaylord and Mount Pleasant and Cadillac and Bay City, John Glenn. Uh, sounds so more than likely they will be playing next Tuesday at most likely Gaylord, and then uh, the the Saturday after that, the nineteenth, would be their districts. And I'm I'm gonna seems like that game has typically been played in Bay City, John Glenn, um, but I think it also it depends who wins out of those teams. So I I told Alex this morning I plan to take Mac down to. It's like that's my dad and I would go to every one of those state state final or state run games and that's a it's a big soccer guy i know we're a golf podcast but i do enjoy soccer. yeah yeah me too and those are really it's really fun to go to those tournament games it's a fun scene yeah no it's it's uh it's awesome and then congrats to those boys on a great season yeah yeah so far yeah we'll see um hopefully they can keep it going that is a wrap on the great lakes golf podcast season two episode four thanks everyone for listening today best of luck at the cj cup this weekend uh if you do listen on apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to rate review and subscribe if you're listening on wednesday night on 1047 fm 1340 am the ticket in petoskey and charlevoix or 937 fm the ticket in cadillac coming up next we'll rejoin the odd couple from fox sports radio for hours two and three A reminder that we are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. Next week, Hunter and I will be back with a full recap of the CJ Cup and a preview of the Zozo Championship. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Call Podcast, a presentation of McDonald Garber Broadcasting. Cue the Yaz Flute. My sincerest apologies to the to the Shank family and Adam himself because part of me couldn't help wishing <laughs> You're wishing that so much ill just like please don't let this happen now. I asked a couple people, where did he live before that? And they're like, Oh, he never moved. This is his first stateside residence. He never needed He's a place to live. He's lived out of hotels this whole time.
Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week on the Great Lakes Golf Podcast.